Okay, sounds good. Yay! I'm so excited to be talking to one of my girls. I love yes! it. I'm so excited. Okay, I'll go ahead and start that little intro. All right. This podcast addresses serious topics such as suicide that may be upsetting to some. Please use discretion while listening. Hello, everybody. It is Monday, which means another episode of Mental Illness and Me. And I'm so excited today that we are talking to Julia. And Julia, I want you to go ahead and introduce yourself. Tell us the things you love that you're passionate about and help us to get to know you a little bit better. Hi, I'm Julia. I um, let's see. I grew up in Provo. I moved to Salt Lake when I was 13. Um, I'm really passionate about photography, making people feel beautiful. Um, I'm passionate about music and singing and expressing yourself in that way. Um, and I think above all else, I think I'm just the most passionate about making people feel happy emotionally. Julia, I want you to tell us a little bit about your struggles you have um some people don't notice that they have issues with mental illness or anxiety until they're adults or they don't recognize it as that but you kind of had it start a little bit younger for you right yeah Mm -hmm. tell, tell me a little bit about when you first started realizing that you struggled with mental health so I kind of noticed I started having some anxiety problems in high school when you know when you're when you're in class in high school they they ask you to talk in front of the the class a lot you know and something that was that I kind of started noticing is that when I started to talk in front of the class I would like lose all my trains of thought and I would just I get so nervous that I had to like run away and go to the bathroom and like cry until it was over. And like, I, I thought that was regular, but then I, I had started talking to a therapist and then they were like, oh, um, that's not regular, right? No, that's not regular at all. So that kind of happened and it's gotten worse over the years. Like it hasn't really gotten any better. But, like, over the years, like, you know, in classes, I've had to, um, you know, do presentations, uh, you know, just answer a question. I just completely lose, like, I just shut down, basically. It's not just in school, you know. It's, um, it's in everything. It's in all aspects of my life. Tell me a little bit more about that when you say you just shut down. Um... I loved your example of being in front of classmates because I, and, and doing a presentation, I think a lot of people that struggle with anxiety can relate to that. What mm-hmm. are some other things that you noticed would cause you great anxiety or that still do? Um, well, there's always, you know, talking to new people that gives me a lot of anxiety because, you know, I'm, I really like to stay in my comfort zone and really just kind of keep to myself but it's always important to branch out but branching out like especially now in college where I don't I go I don't go to a school where I know a lot of people um just having to branch out and um you know that that 
causes a lot of anxiety because you're like, what if they don't like me? What if, like, you know, we, we start out as friends and then they don't want to stick around or whatever. And that happened a lot in high school, too, um, like, especially in the beginning, just trying to get to know people. Um, and then that kind of uncertainty of, like, okay, are they actually my friend or are they just pretending? I feel like as someone with anxiety, I um, I get kind of co codependent a little bit. Um, like I I don't know. It's it sucks. <laughs> well, I I it's actually interesting because I've had somebody else on the show with anxiety who said the exact same thing that he deals with codependency issues because mm -hmm. he is constantly wanting to make the other person in his life happy and feel yeah. like that's his responsibility is that kind of what you've noticed with yes definitely. yeah and, and not even just my friends like my family my boyfriend it's like like every relationship I've ever had right it's... so what does that kind of look like the codependency say um like you know, say my, my mom or something had, had a bad, had a bad day and she's kind of talking to me about it. Um, and it's not like she's meaning to like, she's not blaming anything on me or like saying it's my fault in any way. But in my mind, I'm like, Oh my gosh, it's my fault. I'm the one who has to make it better. Right. You know, I'm the one who has to fix it. I have to fix everything for everyone because it's my fault, even though it's not my fault at all. Like, I have nothing to do with it. Right. Um, so you take that responsibility on your shoulders, which increases your anxiety a lot. Yeah. I'm and, sure. like, I do this for everyone. Every, like, all my friends. I do this for my boyfriend. I do this for my family. And oh, it takes such a toll on the mental health. And it, I haven't been diagnosed with depression or anything but I have had some major depressive episodes because of it of course anybody yeah. who's carrying that kind of burden there's no way that you can go through life and avoid feeling depressed because you can't make everybody happy because that's not your job and it's yeah. impossible yeah so what kind of diagnosis did you receive I know you said that you went to therapy in high school Along with going to therapy in high school, I had also, you know, gone to, like, my pediatrician because I was, like, a kid at the time. And uh, she had told me, like, you know, you have, like, generalized anxiety disorder, GAD, um, which basically just means, like, you're in a constant state of stress and anxiety and, like, worry, uh, which which comes with a lot of stuff you know like depressive episodes on top of that it comes with a lot of physical tolls like um like gastrointestinal problems you know like I have a lot of throwing up um it's really it's really tough because I just get so nervous that I don't know what to do so I just like I just throw up and that sucks. I'm so glad you brought that up because I don't know if we've really talked about that yet uh, on this show, that the physical side effects of just living with anxiety are really, really problematic and they really kind of take over your life. Yeah. 
definitely. Uh, I mean, along with my, the thoughts that I have, like in my head, like anxious thoughts in my head, like the physical tolls of having anxiety are like the second, like worst problem that I have. What kind of path of treatment did your therapist recommend or, or your pediatrician? Um, so my pediatrician put me on some medications. Um, like I'm on a lot of anti-anxiety. I'm on like an antidepressant. Um, um, for my therapist, she, uh, we do a lot of grounding exercises. Um, what, like I do talk with her a lot about like what I'm feeling in my head, but, um, something that's really helped me is to ground myself and like plant myself in the present instead of worrying about what's happened in the past or worrying about what's going to happen in the future. Like just putting yourself in the moment has really helped me in some really tough times. I love that. My, my sisters actually gave me a picture. It was a painting that says live in the moment. And that has been really, really helpful for me. I actually put it in my bathroom where I knew that I would see it every single day to remind myself to stay in the moment and not spend all of my time worrying in the past or the future. You know, planting yourself in the, in the moment is definitely that, that sometimes just takes my anxiety away for a few hours and it's really helpful. Right. Right. Yeah. So I think a lot of people think, well, everybody has anxiety, like high school's hard, you know, there's all kinds of social issues and that kind of thing. What is it that separates having just regular high school anxiety and worry from having generalized anxiety disorder? Um, I think the biggest difference for me is that I, it really did affect like how I, you know, interacted with people and just my everyday life. It just affected that. You know, I would, I would go to school and I'd be really invested in class and I'd be focused and then you know, I'd come home and just, like, not do anything. All of my energy was going towards class and interacting with people at school. But then I'd go home and I just, I wouldn't do anything because I was so exhausted. I went to school, I went home, and I just stayed in bed. Just because, right. like, I couldn't do anything else because I was just like, I can't. You bring up such a good point because I don't think people realize how exhausting mental illness is because your mind is working so fast and so furiously and Mm -hmm. worrying just takes a physical toll like we were talking about. And it really is exhausting. Yeah, definitely. So have you noticed a difference from the medication? Yes. Like an immense difference. It's, it's insane. Like, you know, I start taking the my medicine, and then, you know, within like a like a month or two, I started noticing that like I could manage my time better because I was like not so focused on my thoughts and more focused on like oh, okay, like you know I have so much time I could I can do this and do this and do this, and um, it's great. Um, so interesting time management. I never even thought about that. Like you're so distracted from your anxiety that you can't perform other life tasks. It's so, it's so debilitating. You just, it's just, it's insane. I just, I didn't even realize how 
um, debilitating it was until after I started taking meds and I was like, oh my gosh, I have all this time to like do whatever I want, you know, in college, especially like to having those meds before college has helped a lot because you need time management skills in college. Right. And it's, it's been great. You know, I was your teacher in high school yeah. in choir. And, um, I remember when you were, would have to get up and perform in front of your classmates, it was, you could tell that you were absolutely terrified. Even though I'm somebody who has anxiety myself, it was hard for me sometimes to understand because, you know, you had perfect pitch and you had a beautiful soprano voice. And I, you know, to me, you were just as wonderful as all the rest of your peers, but you couldn't see that. And it was, there was a lot of fear there. But then I've noticed since in uh, like on Instagram, you've kind of been able to overcome that. Can you talk a little bit about your performance anxiety and how you've overcome it? Yeah. um, So, yeah, like you said, I have some really bad performance anxiety and not just singing, like just talking in front of people. Um, So I decided my senior year I was going to start voice lessons. And, um, that's helped me a lot just because I went to a voice studio where like, I didn't know them, they didn't know me and, but they were just wonderful. And they were like, you bring a lot more to the table than you realize. And I was like, what? And then, um, like every month they have these, um, performance intensives where it's like they gather a few people that are like in your age group or like at your skill level and you sing in front of them and they give you feedback and it's like all of the feedback is just it's not phrased in a way that's like oh you sound bad it's like you sounded great maybe try this one thing and you'll sound even better and then I did um last August, like last year, I did a performance at the Black Box Theater, um, at the Eccles, the Eccles, um, and that just completely changed my life. Um, just being able to perform in front of people and not feel like I was a total failure was life changing. It's so cool to see that you have overcome that, and that's something to be really, really proud of. Yeah, yeah, I'm. That. Yeah, I'm really proud of myself. <laughs> Does anxiety affect you in your workplace? Have you noticed that at all? At the zoo, definitely. It's a high it's a high-paced work environment and so lots of people come and um it's it's mostly, you know, moms with young children who come to the zoo. So I I, I noticed that that's where a lot of my anxiety stems from in, in the workplace. You know, moms with young children kind of taking out their frustrations on me. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like this is all my fault. I'm the reason their life is so hard right now. You know, it's just, it's always like me trying to fix it with like, like a free soda or like a free churro or something. And they're just like oh no, like, it's okay. It's, it's not your fault, but like, you know, it's just, I hold on to that. And, you know, with like hundreds of customers a day, like I held on to a lot of that. And so by the end of the workday, I was just like, wow, you know, this is like, I'm just, I feel heavy. I feel just 
gross. Um, I just, I noticed I couldn't really, like, be a cashier anymore. And then I noticed that I couldn't even really come to work without crying my eyes out because it was just so hard. Definitely anxiety just plays a huge role in literally every aspect of my life. Right. Yeah. But it seems to me, at least from what I've observed, like you don't allow it to get in the way of doing the things you really want to do. Yeah. It's just a lot harder. Yes. Than Definitely. it might be for somebody who isn't struggling with such high levels of anxiety. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I, I think that I admire you so much that you have continued pursuing your dreams and your goals. What are you studying in college? I'm going to study psychology and become a marriage and family therapist. Woohoo! I love yeah. that. I think <laughs> it's so important when people who get it yeah. get into the profession to help others. It is invaluable. I've had therapists um, who have struggled themselves with mental illness and it makes all the difference. So I wanted to ask, you have a darling boyfriend that you guys have been together for a couple of years now. Yeah. What have you guys kind of worked out in your relationship to help support you when you're having these episodes? What helps and what doesn't help? Definitely um, something that helps is just words of affirmation, you know, being like, you know, um, you know, I love you. I'm here for you. You're, you're kicking butt. Um, that kind of stuff. At first, though, he didn't really understand anything about anxiety. Like, he hadn't really, he didn't really know what it was. He didn't, I mean, he, he kind of just thought, like, stress and anxiety were, like, synonyms, you know? Yeah. Um, they're, like, you know, the same thing. But after, oh, he's so sweet. After I kind of explained it to him, he decided to take a psychology class to, to get a better understanding of it like his senior year. And I just thought that was really sweet. At first he was definitely like, you know, Oh, just like, you know, take deep breaths. Like, you know, you're fine. It's just stress. It'll go away. And you know, that kind of stuff doesn't help. But two years later and you know, he just, he knows the exact right things to say. Like, you know, do you need to go for a walk? Do you need a snack? Do you, do you want me to go get you a Dr. Pepper from the store? Um, like, do you, just, do you want a hug? Do you want to cuddle? You know, things like yeah. that. And oh, it just that just gives me chills because the fact that he is willing to see beyond the mental illness and to see you and to yeah. see that you are someone worth making an effort for to look beyond this anxiety and to see the amazing person that you are and what you have to contribute yeah. and not allow your anxiety to be like, ah, oh, well, I'm this this is just too much for me to handle. Yeah. Yeah. It's wonderful. He's just absolutely amazing. And the best part is it's like, he knows that I didn't choose this. He knows it's not my fault. And so that's, it just makes him even more understanding. He's like, I, you know, you didn't choose this. It's okay. Like, this is just how your brain is. It's not your fault. What advice would you give to 16 year old Julia? Hmm. Well, let's see. 16-year-old Julia didn't know anything about grounding exercises, so I definitely go back and tell her about the grounding exercises I know now. Um, uh, I'd also tell her it gets better um, just because, like, you know, you get help. 
and you get, you know, some more understanding of how life works. I mean, I don't want to tell her not to stress because, you know, life gets stressful. <laughs> but maybe just not to worry so much about how life is going to turn out. Because it'll just be what it is. It's just, it'll turn out the way it's supposed to. Any other advice or uh, words you want to share with those who might be listening who are struggling? You're not alone. I mean, I thought I was alone. I thought I was just the weirdest person for having all this. But, you know, I know I'm not alone. I know lots of people struggle with anxiety and have the same kinds of, you know, thoughts and fears that I do. And that's comforting in a way to know like okay like i'm just not i'm not the only one i'm not weird um so yeah special thanks to daniel sowards for the audio editing to carrie randall for the graphic art and to shiny head productions for the original music